and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a space geek. I'm also a huge history nerd. I love untold stories, gross facts, and secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky for the past. So each day, I'm going to share some of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's dig in to today's stories. With a trigger warning for a short mention of the presidential assassination from one of our recent episodes. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today in 1954, a woman was hit by a meteorite in Alabama. It's the only known instance of a person being hit by a meteorite in the modern era. The woman's name was Ann Hodges, and she wasn't even outside when the meteorite hit her. She was inside her house. The meteorite crashed through her roof in Silacaga, Alabama, into her living room, bounced off a radio, and then it hit her on the hip as she laid on the couch. Mrs. Hodges hadn't been feeling well and was taking a nap. However, she ended up with a grapefruit-sized bruise. Or snap ever. The meteorite was made of sulfide and weighed 8.5 pounds, measuring 7 inches in diameter, and was approximately 4.5 billion years old. It was taken to Maxwell Air Force Base in Montgomery to be tested and identified. The inside was composed of a metallic gray granular substance, and the outside was a black satiny substance. Before entering the Hodges household, the meteor had actually been seen by a Montgomery meteorologist and a radio announcer, who reported that it had a faint green glow trailing it. Once it got closer, people who lived nearby saw it as a fireball in the sky, and just assumed it might be a plane crash. The meteor was traveling at about 200 kilometers per hour. It then exploded, and at 2.56pm, a chunk of it became the piece that flew into Ann Hodges' house. Another part of the same meteor can be seen at the Smithsonian's National Museum of Natural History. This second part of the meteor was found by a nearby farmer named Julius Kempis McKinney. Lucky for him, the meteorite didn't hit him. He had found it on the ground while driving his wagon pulled by some mules. The mules were confused by the black rock on the path. He got out of the wagon to push the rock out of the mule's way and went home. It was only when he saw news of the meteorite on TV that night that he realized he might have been part of the action. So he went back and picked it up. That night, his children played with it on the living room floor. McKinney was subsequently able to sell the meteorite for enough money to buy a car and a new piece of property. Anne and her mother, who was visiting the house, didn't know what had hit them. The house was filled with dust, so they thought the chimney or a heater might have exploded. The rock on the floor in Anne's blossoming bruise clued them in on the fact that there was definitely something abnormal, so they called the police and the fire department. So many people surrounded the house after the incident that Anne's husband, Eugene, almost couldn't get into the house when he got home from work. In 1954, paranoia about both nuclear war and UFOs abounded, so the Air Force was deployed to the site to take charge of a meteorite and confirm that it wasn't sent by a nefarious actor or an alien. It was indeed a meteorite, and the next day, Eugene claimed that the Air Force had no right to take the meteorite, and since it had landed in his house, it belonged to him and his wife. His neighbors rallied behind him. It got more complicated, though. Anne and Eugene's landlady, named Bertie Guy, said that since it was her property that the meteorite had landed on, it belonged to her. It became a fight. 
Anne Hodges said, suing is the only way she'll ever get it. I think God intended it for me. After all, it hit me. The case was eventually settled between lawyers. Bertie the landlord got $500 and Anne and Eugene got to keep the meteorite. But by that time, the hype of the incident had passed and Anne and Eugene were no longer able to find someone to sell the meteorite to, which had been their intention from the beginning. They ended up using it as a doorstop and later donating it to the Alabama Museum of Natural History. Though this was the first recorded meteorite strike in the modern era, ancient Chinese texts talked about injuries and deaths from falling meteorites. Though Anne Hodges was the only woman to be hit by one, she wasn't the only creature. In 1911, an Egyptian dog was killed by a meteorite called Nakla. In 1992, a 26-pound meteorite hit a red Chevy Malibu in Peekskill, New York. But now we're getting into not-alive objects. I digress. The meteorites that have fallen on Earth generally range in size between a golf ball and a fist. They're larger in space, but they lose volume when they get through the planet's atmosphere. Most of the meteorites that fall into the Earth fall into the ocean, so they have no chance of hitting humans. Though Anne was the only person to be hit by an actual meteorite, Many meteorites break up into such tiny pieces that meteorite dust does hit humans all the time. Maybe even you. And for our music fun fact of the day, in 2018, Alessia Cara released The Pains of Growing. This was Alessia's second studio album, and most of the songs were written just by herself. The album debuted at 71 on the Billboard 200, and at number 21 in Canada. Alessia has achieved so much within her career, and one of the other cool things that I... Couldn't even imagine seeing both of them live, but she went on tour with Shawn Mendes. And now for our final segment of the day, I'll be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a November 30th in my life. On November 30th, 2017, I started compiling my art portfolio for college applications. And so here I just have like a bunch of photos of different art that I was working on in different um, drafts and drawings that I had done that I was submitting. And I have like architecture models here and drawings that I spent so much time on. And it's pretty crazy to me to think that like, I was very set on what I was going to do, which was go to school and study. And I just didn't do any of that, but it's pretty incredible. Like it's really cool to see how I dedicated so much time to another version of of craft and I still am managing to keep it as a part of my job with visual arts and designing merch or you know other things for MXM too and so that's pretty cool too. That's all for today. Let's travel back in time again tomorrow. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and you can follow along at 365 days MXM tune on all platforms. It's 365 with MXM tune. New facts every so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 365